evil prisons, bloody corpses, and everyone that's ever been in a horror movie ever. We're talking about Death House, and it was horrifying. To So Horrified, the show where we talk about scary movies that are horrifying for all the wrong reasons. We're your hosts, Sadie. And Matt. And today we're talking about Death House. Death House. <laughs> but before we get into that, I want to talk about something good. Yeah. Say something um, good this week. Why don't, why don't you go first? Get us started on a positive note. I first last time. Okay. Um... Well, we just started watching the, I mean, it's a TV show, but we started watching the Tiger Mayhem. Tiger King. Yeah, Tiger yeah. King. That's what it is. And it's wild. that is bananas. It's extra bananas. And we have not even finished it yet. And I'm sure it gets even more bananas. No, I think did. we're like three, maybe four episodes in. And all those people are crazy. It's so crazy. It's like, it's so, it's just, yeah, it's. Yeah, definite recommend, especially with everybody being stuck at home as they are mm -hmm. at this point in time. I think, yeah, that's a good one to have that you can take a good seven or eight hours <laughs> and plow right. through. Yeah, it's and it's yeah, it's just one of those where it's like every moment seems to just get weirder and weirder. It's you're just the whole time you're like, what? Yeah. And you're like, this cer guy. Certainly this has to be it, right? <laughs> right. No, keeps going. This keeps is the going. weird thing. No, no, it's just so much. Okay, so that was mine. What's yours? Um, I guess I'll throw a little curveball and say that the the good thing that I saw was our negative COVID nineteen test results. Ah, uh, yes, Aww. a nice little <laughs> bonus that we got to the other day. We had a bit of a scare. You're so and, cute. Uh, <laughs> everything everything turned out okay. I was as, sick. as okay as bronchitis can be, but right. that's far better than the alternative. So yeah. Yes, I was sick and had to be isolated in the back bedroom of our family marital home <laughs> <laughs> Casa de um, for like a week. And it was really rough, but yeah, yeah. scary. Had a cut. Yeah, but um, had yeah. A, yeah, ER scare. Hopefully but everyone listening is not affected either um yeah. i mean everybody's affected insofar as you have to stay inside your house and a lot right. of people are not going to work and stuff but hopefully everyone's making it through We're, yeah and you're safe and yeah your family and loved ones are safe and and yeah. hopefully you've had plenty of time to watch this terrible, terrible movie that we're about to talk right. about. You got nothing but time now, except for, well, <laughs> except for all us parents, I guess, yeah. because I'll say the school days are a lot harder now. Uh, significantly. <laughs> so okay. yeah, that'll, that'll segue us into our movie this week, which is Death House. The synopsis on Netflix says it was supposed to be the world's most secure prison. But the prisoners have escaped, so now it may just be hell on Earth. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> uh, the movie stars a lot of horror movie actors from other movies that, yes. um, that have popped in and out. I tried to start keeping track of them and then lost track about halfway through because they were a lot. I got some for the trivia segment. But our main star is Kane Hodder, who uh, was Jason. 
right? In a lot of the Friday the 13th yes. movies and Hatchet in the Hatchet movies. Yes. And you, now he's doing some real acting. You are dipping into some of the only trivia bits I had, which was <laughs> naming what some of these movies, some of these actors were in. Yeah. Because there was not a lot of, but yes, most well known, I guess, for being Jason for a lot of the Jason movies. Yeah. Um, he brings that level of acting to this, that stone-faced, um, emotionless murdering person is basically what he's playing here, but they actually let him talk, for better or worse. I mean, sometimes, I, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. Even hearing the synopsis, I'm like... Yeah, it it seemed rather generic. It's just there's a prison with all the most evil uh, criminals in the world in it, and these two FBI FBI agents were are, they FBI? Is I that think what it they're was? They're supposed to they keep agent something. Like that's what I mean, though. Is that I'm spoilers? Very, spoilers. They right. weren't really anything. But so <laughs> it's, blanket spoilers. Because otherwise we will be spa- yeah. saying spoiler, but this movie will get spoiled. Just so <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet and you want to be surprised, go watch it now and then listen to us. But otherwise, it wants to be spoiled. Yeah. So I guess the the premise is that this prison houses the most dangerous people alive, the worst serial killers and and depraved criminals that are. Available for the prison system and to rehabilitate. Right. It's got multiple floors going down under yeah, the Dante's ground. Dante's Inferno type construction. Kind of. Like, I thought for a minute that's what they were going for is like a... That each layer gets Dante's, a little worse or something. like, Inferno. But I just couldn't... I, I just couldn't get that. The, and at the very bottom, they have the five evils as they referred to yeah. them. Which <laughs> I still don't really know exactly what they were other than evils and they showed a little blip of their crimes yeah and they had some they all had and different appar- little supernatural powers yeah, of some like sort. apparently they had supernatural powers even though but so apparently does like, sieg our main character who at the end is like gets killed and then comes back to life immediately and is just like i'm fine follow me right it <sighs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense it well and doesn't. it doesn't it opens very confusing. i was very confused they open with tony todd the candy man Right. Um, and some woman, and he's like putting her into a van to kill her, and she goes, You're gonna rape and murder me, aren't you? <laughs> like I, I it seemed like she like she was wearing a wire and had to get right. him to say the words, I'm going to rape and right. murder you, or the conviction wouldn't stick. Well, and then he's like, No, you're going to a better place. You're going to the farm. And then, and then he, he puts her in the back of her, a I assume. I don't know. That's I don't know what the farm is. Well, and they go back to that at the, at the very, very end. end he like comes back with end. like another woman and is like, Still "Welcome to the make farm." Any sense. Still no idea what the farm is. No, I, th- I mean, I guess that's his little room because all of these prisoners are hooked up Who to was these. He? Was he a prisoner? I guess. Like sure. that's what I don't get. <laughs> yeah. What was Candyman doing? What was his Why role choose in this? to open and close the movie with him like you're gonna get some right. profound message out of the it? Girl I don't know. Just disappears. We never see her again. She's gone. What's the I think form? she was not a real I think well, cause so all of these prisoners are hooked up to these weird little VR machines right. things, sort of, where they get to like play out their murderous fantasies and 
that like, somehow allows them to like stop other people from doing that or like they live out like their biggest i think regrets or things like there was one woman who was watching something on the screen and it was like her dad which well ruining my trivia corner for myself but that was um Gunner Hansen, the one who was the original Leatherface in Texas, that's whose face that was. And yeah. he um, was the one at the end when it says in honor of Gunner or yeah. whatever. That's who that was. And he wrote the movie. He's what the- are you looking up trivia for? That's that- <laughs> I, I look up that the basic facts. My area. Yeah, but when there's only basic facts about this movie, it counts as trivia. Well, <laughs> there was not a lot of trivia to know. find. Now I know. But yes, he wrote, or at least he wrote the first version of the script or yeah, whatever. He I died think it, yeah. several years before, before this came out. It was, yeah, before it came into being. So, yeah, these prisoners are hooked up to these machines that put them in a weird, immersive 3D VR environment, I guess, where they can... Oh, yeah, leather lace. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, work out their psycho fantasies. Or, like, relive their crimes. I'm not sure if it's a fantasy that they're doing or if they're reliving, like, having to relive their crimes as, like, sort of a, for some reason, like, punishment kind of thing i don't know they they make some sort of mention of that they're hoping to to rehabilitate them somehow right. and be able to release them back into society i guess by getting all of the evil out of them like letting yeah. them get all their evil urges out while oh, they're all okay. drugged up i i don't know you would think that i would know a lot more about what's going on because every 10 minutes they stop and give a weird science monologue about what's going on and it it starts to feel like homework after a while like you're prepping for a test on how this stupid fucking prison runs Well, and whatever is going on is so like it's just a lot of i think disconnected ideas that got sewn together where it was like a bunch of different people that was like okay well you wanted to do this and you wanted to do this and you wanted to do this so we're gonna make this all of those things and so it was just like every time they'd stop and do another little tangent of this is what we're doing here this is what this prison is i feel like i was still left being like what (laughs) what are you doing why are you so the prison, I guess they they watch the memories to like study them, and then but then they erase them out of the person's head. They erase all the bad stuff that all these people right. have done okay. from their head, and right? Because that makes sense. Because the agents yeah. who later it's like, but wait, who actually like they talk about how they don't remember yeah, who they but, were, and then it's also like a secret portal to hell or some shit like apparently that right too. they're doing all this high-tech medical work and then it's also just like there's actual like demons and shit yeah the right it's and that, i guess that kept getting me too because i was like wait they keep talking about the five evils and like some of these things seem like grounded in reality and some 
don't at Some all. Some of them and very I much just, aren't. Yeah. Like, well, and I don't know what makes the five evils that are at the end that much more evil than most of these other people that are in here. Like that leather lace video that they showed that of the pretty lady in the weird evil. leather face mask chopping people up. Or right. like Danny Trejo's in it for a hot minute where he, right. <laughs> he, for some reason, beats a woman to death with like a circular saw, <laughs> like a power tool saw, but just like hits her with it instead of cutting her up with it. Yeah. It was very weird but yeah he has to relive that so they can erase it i don't know it's i know i got about 10 15 minutes in where i started to realize that every shot is on a cheap green screen yeah everything there's very few actual sets in this entire movie yeah everything is just a a background that looks like it's in one of those karaoke music video type booths where you dance in front of it or whatever Mm -hmm. they look so and part of it is when they're in the little vr world like i can excuse that it looks bad like that because it's supposed to be fake and 3d or whatever but like when they're just in the lab and it's just a very clear fake lab background right it's super hard to take it seriously oh and this was one that it's also where it was also like tell me if like, I couldn't figure out, is this, like, now? Is this it's supposed to be in the I future? Is it supposed to be an alternate? Future. Is it supposed to be an, like, an alternate timeline? Yeah, because they kept they... bringing up Nazis a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just because they're supposed to be, like, if just you're cause doing a... Just because Nazis are the worst people, I well, guess. Well, and if but... you're doing a movie about, yeah, the worst evils, then you gotta have Nazis and neo-Nazis and stuff in there. But, like... Yeah, I I don't like when movies do weird things like that and don't establish things for you like that. Right. Like, if it's in the past or the future or an alternate timeline, please give me, like, clues. Because otherwise, it takes me out of the movie so much. I spend the first, like, 20 minutes just trying to look at, like, clues. um, Yeah, I'm willing to to go on whatever journey you want to take me on, but you have to give me a little bit of direction as to what we're doing. And, okay, this guy was the main guy, the agent guy. Novak. He was, like, a weird, creepy Zac Efron. Yeah, with a weird line shaved in his eyebrow for some reason. There were some shots... In like the darker scenes where it was like, oh man, he looks so much like 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 neighbors time period, Zach Efron, <laughs> not like in case you're thinking Efron. high school musical Efron. <laughs> no, he's, he's a man Efron. <laughs> yes. Um But yeah, they the they go down this video game esque list of who the five evils are. And give each one their little, like, rundown and their bio. And this one was an evil Nazi that did this. And this one was, like, a Viking warrior or something like that. There's all these very weird ones. And all of them are age undetermined. So you're supposed to think that they're these timeless, you know, killing machines or whatever. But one's, like, a vampire, I guess. And one is... She was uh, a... Oh, I can't remember what the word was. But it's necromancer one of them is called a necromancer connected to the deaths of over 700 children well, but damn, you that's a lot you would think that these people 
they spend a lot of time setting them all up and making mm-hmm. them watch this little like film strip presentation about them like you would in school. And then they don't come in until the very end and they don't really do anything when right. they do show up. They just kind of talk to the main characters and explain what's going on. A very minimal explanation. Yeah, I thought they were going to have to minimal. fight each one of these in like a hellish yeah. battle and nah. Yeah. Not really. Like, I thought they'd be like leading the charge. And by the way, for this prison that is supposed to be hosting the most evil evils, it seemed awfully easy for these prisoners to break out. Yeah. Like, wildly Yeah, the power easy. goes out at one point and it's just like, well, I guess everybody's getting out. Yeah, the power goes out power. and like within an hour, the like, everybody has, I mean, I think they say how long they were trapped on top of the elevator for or whatever. But like when they get out, it's something only like one or two hours. Yeah, and, and it's all just the prisoners a full scale riot. Yeah, they had killed all the like soldiers and officers or whatever and like the guards yeah. the most secure prison in the world gets overtaken with not that much effort by the right. prisoners within yeah an hour or two of losing power and somehow somehow this place is that easy to lose power and not have enough backup to keep everything contained it just yeah. it's and bizarre so i don't fully understand the premise that they gave these two FBI agents as to why they're supposed to be here. Like, they're taking a tour of it, I guess? That's what it seems? And that's about as deep as they get into it, of, like, why these two agents, why are they taking this tour? Right! I wrote that question a few times. I was like, did I just miss them saying it? And if you're listening to this now, and we did just miss them saying it, please leave us a comment or something telling us what it is, because I want to know. I have no idea. Yeah, when when you get to the end, and we'll get there eventually, it, it turns out it doesn't matter why they're there, what story they gave them, but they didn't even attempt to set up like a you know we need you to go in and capture this guy we need you to do something they right. brought the at girl, first i thought they were Boone. applying for jobs yeah <laughs> That's, i thought they were job applicants this at is first. my resume for the death house I, I tailored this resume specifically for death house well and because when they first like meet each other and start talking they seemed almost like in competition with each other it seemed and then you know they're both taking a shower they just walk in and are like yeah we're just standing here naked not ashamed of it oh, at they all fully just yeah and like we're gonna shower just like at the academy you know where they no put soap, all the men and women together no shampoo no literally just stood underwater it was a dirty shower it right. was not meant to get clean <laughs> <laughs> they, they just wanted to shower together and see what was up it was very weird but she has some sort of history with what Sieg, the guy, the Nazi guy, the the, the somewhat main character. Right. Um, sh- where she, I guess, apprehended him at some point. That's and they allude to that she foggy. killed a family or like let a family die so that she could capture him. I think but she they... was like undercover with him. Yeah. And then, yeah, she like, I think let like. It seemed like she was there when he shot a family, and that's how he realized like she was a double agent or something because she wouldn't shoot them or something like that. I don't and know then, yeah, she, I don't, she, I don't she was some, in some way responsible for him killing somebody or somebody dying because of him, and that's she, why she was brought in. But when he's like, when she goes and sees him in his little like prison cagey thing, not cage, but like he's like in a trance or what, like she kisses him, doesn't she? 
Because I feel like I, well, because I wrote down, why did she kiss that guy? I could have been talking about Zac Efron, but I don't know. <laughs> not real Zac Efron. Again, listeners, real Zac Efron is not in this movie. No, he is He is not. He is in a Ted Bundy movie. That's pretty good, but. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, they do shower together. <laughs> they they no, discuss like, at length that they both have tattoos that they can't explain. They're both like, I don't remember where I got this, actually. I don't know what it means. Well, and they're and like, I think, you know what? I don't know what this one means. And then they just both are like, meh, whatever. Because <laughs> I think it was because they did with them, like, the idea was that they did with them what they've done to these prisoners, and they removed a bunch of their memories. But we don't know why. Yeah. Because well, the lady never... who could tell us gets killed off. And I was so mad when that happened, because, like... But now who's going to answer all these yeah. questions? But if I happen to be stuck in a situation like this with somebody who also had oh, tattoos they couldn't explain, I would, I don't know, not just immediately be like, well, that's unexplainable. Mm-hmm. True, true. But yeah, they had to make them show. They could not have had this conversation in a hallway or an office. They had to have it in a shower. Like, because right. they're going to earn that R rating with a couple of boobs. Maybe that's the only place they thought that they could talk without someone overhearing them. But I don't feel that's justified in any way. And like, no. they don't say that. If, like, just they leave so much unsaid, but not in a good way. Well, yeah. Not in like a meaningful, powerful way. <laughs> I don't I don't think this scene was included for its ability to drive the plot or to right. give any sort no. of exposition no. about these characters. I think this might just be a nudie scene. Right. I feel like it was Wes Craven or one of those old horror directors when somebody asked... Uh, what makes a good horror movie? And he was like, give, give them a scare, give them a boner and send them home. <laughs> so I think this is their attempt at the middle part of that. that no. <laughs> She's looking at me with such disdain for not saying for you, word. not for you. <laughs> and it's not because you said boner. It's just that that explains so much of horror films Oh, it's a uh, it's a formula that has been adhered to by a lot of people. Right. That I feel so many are now breaking from and um those are the horror films I tend to like the best are the ones that break away from that. Yeah. But it makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, it uh it definitely does. There's not a lot of extra depth to this one past those three things. Just no, try and to I, scare them, try to titillate right. them in some way and sign off for the day i guess yeah and i i don't know i'm still angry because it it seemed like it was going for a dante allegory of some kind and it just like uh, we're gonna make you think that that's what we're doing but we're just gonna be doing an hour and a half of straight garbage nonsense with bad acting and and i kept thinking there were like metaphors that seemed to but none of it ever got resolved or explained or anything and so it's just like just you're frustrating <laughs> no and these like new characters will come in and you'll think oh a new, but maybe this person will be interesting and they just dump a bunch of exposition about how the prison works and then leave and mm-hmm. then i immediately forget everything they just said Mm-hmm. and then we do it all over again when the next person oh, okay shows but i up. did really like this doctor i liked when something i don't remember what it was some weird thing and he's like 
what the hell happened? And like, he just, he was really funny. He's the only one I really liked. There were a lot of people in here that were definitely really going for it. Mm -hmm. They were trying to put their all into this thing that I guess, you know, the guy that wrote it had died before it was made and they were trying to do it as this, you know, do it for Gunner. But I don't know. I think a lot, they probably could have tried a little harder. Yes, I agree. I do remember also thinking it was thinking it was strange that they call it transhuman going like being transhuman hey taking all these bad that's again where i was like i feel like they're trying to go for some like what is good what is evil some sort of existential metaphor message. That, yes nope but no None no of that. no they did not if they if they were going for that they did not succeed <laughs> they in overshot getting that message out clearly well and so at some point the power goes out in this giant prison complex and they're like well the power's out so what we have to do if it doesn't come back on in what like 2 hours or whatever then we're just going to gas everybody in here and release this noxious poison gas right because we couldn't get it under control and I was like that can't be the first option of just the power goes out like you better get that shit back on mm-hmm. or everybody in here is dead employees everybody right just we kill everybody like right we're not prepared to handle any kind of power failure at all yeah. for any reason um and also I don't know if it was supposed to be a supernatural element or what, but it seemed like people weren't people able to like reach into people's bodies and like pull out organs at one point. Isn't that something that happened? Uh, Yeah, somebody definitely reaches in and grabs some stuff out of Sieg. Like the guy captures him and and sticks his hands all over and rips his stuff out. And then Sieg just gets back up and he's like, I'm still alive and kills that guy. Yeah. And gets everybody to follow him. But they, yeah. I don't know where all of the everybody's little superpowers are coming from. They don't. Yeah, there she's now she's kissing him. Yeah. Okay. See, that's what I was talking about. Where I was like, why is she kissing him? She seems to dislike him. Although I guess that was a memory on the VR thing. So I guess that makes more sense. I don't know. Did she kiss him in the past or something? I guess when she I, was I guess when she was like undercover or whatever. Yeah. 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 That guy was in an episode of Supernatural, by the way. Oh. Anyway, y'all aren't watching it with us, so (laughs) you don't know who I'm talking about. Uh, She's talking about the laboratory doctor guy who has two, like, supermodel assistants. All of the doctors that work in this thing are just, like, straight out of a model casting book. And they're like, I'm a nuclear physicist. (laughs) (laughs) Are you now? Trixie. Right. Right. And then, yeah, they when they're in this lab... I don't know if they meant to leave the green screen just green for big chunks of it. Well, I think what it is, is I think, and I was trying to wonder, uh, like, at the end, I was like, okay, is that supposed to be what they mean the farm is of these people who I think they said are, like, people from the side of the road and stuff? Yeah, they find, like, catatonic homeless people and bring them in here to be murdered as part of this fantasy thing. Or they're like actors in the VR thing or something. It's, yeah, it, I'm not, it's not clear, but they use, cause they have the green screen in the back and they do put like different scenery and stuff on it. Yeah. 
And again, yeah, for the amount of times that they stop the movie to explain to you how all this shit works, I should know a lot better how all this stuff works, but I just, all of it's still a mystery, even well, with all of the exposition that they do. And I'll be honest, it could be A, because it's an exposition form, and that's a really bad way to learn information because it doesn't explain it to you yeah, very well. I'm just going to talk at you like a wall. Right. And B, because I was still so confused as trying to be like, are they trying to say people are doing this now? Or is that like, I was trying to figure out when we we were, where we were in history in the world and the timeline of the world and who these, why these people were there. If they were trying to get a job, if they were <laughs> like, I really thought that for like half the movie, I thought that they were there for they're the job. In, in high school and this is just a field trip and they're the only two that showed up. No, I didn't think that. <laughs> it could have been that. <laughs> I guess, but I don't think they look like high schoolers. <laughs> you said he looked like Zac Efron. Zac Efron will forever be 17 years old in the face. I don't know. He looks like a grown <laughs> man to me. <laughs> Stunned silence. He is a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. <laughs> he is not a boy. He is a man. <laughs> Spoken like someone I need to have a private conversation with after this. <laughs> I thought he was a small child, but apparently he's a man. I'm just saying. Somebody's um, watched Baywatch a couple of times. Oh, right. Because then that doctor, he comes back when he's like, he shoved a radio up his ass. He sounded like Mel Brooks, but just the way he said it. I was like, this is a very Mel Brooks kind of like, I liked that guy. Yeah, they should have not attempted as much humor as they did. There's a couple of times where they try to throw off jokes and just not a single one of them lands. No, that one actor was the only one I liked who did it, the doctor, and he dies very quickly. (laughs) He's killed for his insolence. (laughs) How dare you be good in this movie? (laughs) So, yeah, they have these other... So, there's the five evils, and then there's Sieg the extra evil neo-nazi guy and then there's these three dudes that all think they're the devil for different reasons but they're all housed in one little cell together which oh yes that's why okay i'm sorry i was looking at my note where i had why are they talking to these satan guys for so long and i was like what satan guys i forgot about the satan guys with the like mcpoyle looking guy i think he was the one of the mcpoyle uh cousins um but yes Okay, let me tell you how annoying it is to me that they spend so long with these guys. They talk to them forever that when the when one of the Satan guys ends up going with the bad guys, they come and get the one who yeah. thought he was like the son of Satan or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. Now he's I know why they talked to them for Satan so long. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be. Yeah. Nope. No. He dies very quickly. He just quickly. wanders around with him for a little while and gets killed. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been anybody. Could have been a guard or anybody like that for as much value as he brought to the team. Yes. And they spend so long talking to those guys. It's bananas to me. Yeah. You think that they're setting all this stuff up that just in the end, there's, you know, there's like a riot scene and there's kind of a fight. And then they just talk to the five evils at the end and right. figure they out what's going up- on. They set up so many things that make it seem like you're going to, they're going to go this direction with it, or they're going to go this direction. Or oh, any I see. Direction That's going to be the real plot of this. That's going to be, 
what ends it or what and it's just no none of it shame on me for thinking there was going to be a plot after they fooled me like four or five different times i was like okay this is where it really gets going no no it's still just well i kept that's why i kept looking for some deeper meaning because i was like so there's no i was like the plot doesn't seem discernible just from a superficial like superficial glance so maybe maybe there's one on a deeper level maybe it's a thinker no it's not a thinker it, in all fairness it still might be and it's just gone completely over our heads but something tells me that that is not the case <laughs> i mean i totally read dante yeah. dante's we're, inferno we're a fairly intelligent but... couple of people and i don't think that this movie is you know gone over our heads in any way i mean we have at least five philosophical books on our bookshelf behind us so i mean obviously we're intelligent people we also have at least like eight (laughs) calvin and Hobbes books all of the harry potters yeah (laughs) and a couple ufology books about ufos so you know take from that what you will so when the power goes off in this movie the our heroes i guess quote unquote are stuck in the elevator with the blonde haired doctor lady that's been showing them around and the one from what was it facts of life or family she was on some family tv show sure i don't know some (laughs) family 80s tv show and i can't remember which one i don't want to infringe on your trivia so i won't even attempt to guess well i didn't write that down because i was like you're oh no i know i know what she was from never mind she was the now it was in my trivia so i am gonna step on my own toes now we'll get to that later but anyway (laughs) white-haired doctor lady that they're with that's from something stay tuned Um, so they get stuck in this elevator and at some point they the 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 two agents end up diving down the elevator because they're trying to get to this ninth level underground to these five evils. And oh, that's they're where the gases down the can't reach. They're just picking people off on each yes. floor that they fly past. And pew, pew. And just headshot, headshot, Amazing headshot. aim. They have the most amazing aim from so, any action hero I've ever seen. And as I say it out loud, I'm wondering, is was the entire movie a simulation for them at the end? Or are the, like did the prison actually like break down and all of this really happened in some way or was this just their little headset vision that they were given by the prison if it was their headset vision they don't show that i don't believe right i'm pretty sure it shows them getting up and walking away that's true that is true so yeah no if it was a headset vision that would get make it more sense and it would again have it come to and it at least somewhat satisfying conclusion because you're like it still comes full circle like right they tried to make it come full circle when Candyman came back about the farm thing. But it's like, we don't know what the farm yeah, is. I don't know what circle he's on. Exactly. I don't know why I have to come back to him. He seems to be on an entirely different circle. The best I can tell, he's just one of the many prisoners of this prison that is living out his little fantasy to murder women on the side of the road and continues to do so at the Maybe? end, I guess. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I, he seems it, to be on the outside of the prison. I was multiple times just confounded by like trying to sit down and say like, I'm going to figure out what's going on. And it never happened for me. Right. Right. 
Oh, yes, because they go to the place where they're like, it's the homeless storage, and they have bodies <laughs> hanging, like, from hooks. With microphones. Is that what you're talking about? The place where the, the things are screaming into the microphones to go all over the prison? Oh. Uh, these might be different rooms that we're talking about. There's a couple weird little... I feel like the writer or the director just had these ideas of like that would be a cool scene and just threw it in there without any sort of there were some weird ones like that like the ones that like what is it they had like eaten each other or like ripped into each other and they just looked like weird melty skeletons yeah and like i think that was the microphone where there was one room where they oh were yeah where they were screaming into the screaming microphone. into now microphones that were hanging from the ceiling and like it was through and projecting that that one was prison. very odd yes yeah. I don't understand I will say, what the point of that was. I felt it was the creepiest was, one. And why but... when the power was out that those microphones and speaker system all still worked when none of the locks on the <laughs> doors and shit that. still worked. I hadn't even thought about that. I was too too busy trying to figure out who they were. I was like, were those the guys that were like having to... I, I again kept going back to Dante. I'm sorry. I yeah. was like... Well, and I think there's a couple times where they'll go down a level in the prison and be like, this one is where all the like child murderers and stuff live. But I feel like not, when they were with the white-haired lady for a while, it seemed yeah. like... But yeah, they weren't like... It's not like... They none of them feel different than the one that they were just on. And the right. people that are coming out to attack them don't look any different. And they're punishments didn't seem to be like yeah different based on that or anything it was the ninth floor seems to be more of an overcrowding issue than <laughs> like a, some sort of hierarchy of their crimes it's just like yeah we started with one we just had to keep digging yes yes and they end up yeah they go to the ninth floor to because she had said that's their only way to get out is through the ninth floor because i guess the five evils were the only ones who can get them out yeah. Or the door out? Is that? I don't know. Well, and I guess that's Sieg. <laughs> it's funny to me that they named him Sieg, like Sieg Heil. Right. Just everything in this movie is super on the nose. <laughs> right. But um, his whole plan is also to get down to the five evils and break out. So I'm guessing that's why like, they're trying to head him off by getting there I first. I he... Okay. Because he wants to break everybody that's with him out? No. I think he promised everyone with him that's what he was doing. But then remember when he got down there and everyone else was like dying of the gas and he was like, see, and he said the five evils that he wanted. He thinks he's one of them. He should join them. He should be the six evils. That, yeah, like that he thought he was as like mighty and powerful as they are. And so I think he was lying to everybody else. He just needed them to help him get down to the ninth are you, floor. Are you telling me that the neo-Nazi murderer guy was not trustworthy and might've been up to no good? <laughs> you know, I think he might've. That seems like a stretch, I but I guess I'll go with it. I know that's a, a little odd um, way to look at it and um, everything, but I think I'm going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think he might be a bad guy. Oh, and it gets so dark that you just can't. Yeah. Once see. the power goes out, there's a full scale riot within minutes. I mean, so and fast. It it should be a very like intense moment where, you know, you don't know if our characters are going to make it. Mm -hmm. And this is like all the worst. But it's just like flashlights panning past the camera really fast and you see a little bit of somebody like punching and then you see a little bit of somebody else punching and then they pan back over. it's all very dark and only lit with sporadic little flashlights it should be like one of the craziest most intense parts of the entire movie and it's just like you can barely see that, any of it it's that game of thrones episode that everybody was mad about where you couldn't see what the hell everybody was doing in the fight oh yeah i remember when everyone was talking about that we didn't watch game of thrones but i remember people talking about it maybe you did 
You didn't. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And then sneaking behind your I back and watching I know everything you watch. <laughs> I don't actually have a job. I just go and watch it for eight hours at a time. <laughs> You've been lying all this time. Oh, Sorry, I just keep looking at my notes and at the weird things that I've written about and trying to make sense of them of like magic dancing organs, because I do feel I remember at one point some organs were ripped out and it was like moving around they, they like a snake. Out. It just started moving like on their wiggling. Own for some reason. Yeah, so <laughs> they, yeah, one of the prison leader guys kills Sieg, like pushes him off the railing somewhere and he goes down and goes splat. Then this big guy comes out and like digs his hands into his chest and rips out different parts of his body and entrails and all of that and i think eats them and is like i'm the leader now everybody has to listen to me and then apropos of nothing the sea just turns around and gets up and is like nope not dead belly healed shirt's not even ripped anymore so is that what happened as far as i can tell okay see because i thought it was me I just doubt myself. I was like, oh, I must not have looked at the guy right. It must not have been the seat guy that I thought it was. It must have been somebody else. And he's now there. And I was like, why would they get an actor to do that who looks so much like the seat guy? Yeah, that <laughs> sounds confusing. It was a, just a very poor choice. Yeah, no, they kill him and they, yeah, they rip his whole insides out. And then he just, and the guy still has his insides in his hand. And then... Homeboy just gets up off the ground and is like, who's coming with me? We got to go get down. And now his beard is braided when he gets back up. I don't know if it was braided the whole time, but he has two little braids on the side of it when he gets back up. Are you going to do that with your beard? Yeah. (laughs) Is that the plan? Yeah. Two little spindly little braids (laughs) coming down like reverse devil horns. (laughs) Yeah. And I felt like that there was... A lot of these bad guys that were getting introduced that seemed to, like, be beside him and thinking, oh, they're going to be, like, a sidekick. Like, it just seemed like none of the characters really lasted that long. No, they just and get then introduced every character and then immediately that I'd be like, get killed. Right. I'd be like, oh, okay, so this is someone I'm supposed to care about. And then, no, they just die. Yeah. Well, and he is able to just... As far as I can tell, in the beginning of the movie, he's arriving to this prison. Right. So he has not, like, made a name for himself. He's not, like, the head, like, the head <gasps> bad guy in charge right. of this place. Because at the beginning, <laughs> he sees the girl, and he I had to write it down because it was hilarious. He sees the girl in the beginning, and she's like, here, there's no woman, oh, there's no woman here to warm your bed. And I had the Chris O'Dowd voice from IT crowd in my head, are you from the like, he also, when he sees her that. pulling up to the thing, says, I'll fuck you in hell, which is a very <laughs> weird, ominous threat to give to somebody. I feel that that the... was in the trailer for this movie. Really? Yeah. I feel like the lines we each remember from that scene say so much about our personalities <laughs> yeah. and who we are as people. The super vulgar one stuck out <laughs> to me. For you some remember reason. that, and I remember the like flowery line. But, you know. You're a precious little flower, that's why. And you're a vulgar vulgar man. (laughs) I wasn't going to say nightmare. (laughs) But but I will (laughs) cackle in agreement after you say it. (laughs) No, I just need some water. Yeah, that's what that sound is. That's that's the sound of a dry throat, not the sound of somebody (laughs) that agrees with my self-deprecating humor so much that they can't even 
contain themselves. Mm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So anyway, sorry, I'm looking at my notes again. There's a a point where it seemed like they were trying to make a point, like a philosophical point in the movie. Where Sieg was like, or no, maybe it was the five evils. Someone was like, technology is the new god. You've taken God and replaced him with technology. Oh, yeah. And they they bring that back at the end. Yeah. This movie has a very anti-technology message, I guess. It's like, we we made this movie for baby boomers and for people that like watching guts get eaten and (laughs) and people's heads explode. It's a very small Venn diagram of people that this movie was made for. (laughs) yes yes people that are just sick of these damn millennials looking at their phones all day but also love a good like it obviously has to be the new god and it's also the new evil because they're using it in the way of like controlling the masses but also of like punishing but it's evil so it's like i don't know but it's wrong whatever they're trying to do i love that there were certain parts of this movie like one the one with the weird zombie things that were screaming into the microphones. They're all these like decaying, like rotting blood corpses. And they give them these old 1940s radio microphones to scream into. And the doctor's showing her and she's like, these are our uh, half dead bodies that scream in a microphone. <laughs> and the, the agent is like, how are they still alive? And the doctor's like, we don't know. And they just walk onto the next room. <laughs> and it's like, why are yes. we even here then? What is the whole point of this? If well, you- and again, that's one of the, Yet another moment where they had something like that and they're like, we're just not going to explain it. So I was like, oh, okay. You'll explain it later, though, yeah. right? When they come back, it'll all make sense. Right. Oh, oh they're not coming back? Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's never going to make sense? Excellent. Excellent work. That's what I love in a movie is for me to not understand what I've watched at all in any way. Yeah. <laughs> this movie didn't give a scare or a boner. It just sent me home. <laughs> It didn't follow any of the tenets that horror legend somebody, I'm pretty sure was Wes Craven, said. Your father-in-law is listening to this. I'm sorry. I just want to remind you. (laughs) Pop, pop, I'm going to need you to rewind. And And ignore. Cover cover your ears for about 45 seconds while I say that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so... I honestly don't know that I can say much else about the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So we can get, we can skip forward to the ending, I guess. So they. But I still don't understand the ending. They say like the agents are free of original sin, but I don't understand how. I like, don't know what that means. I know that they. We don't know anything about their past. So like. So they, they dive down the elevator shaft and they. Shoot people in the head on the way down for whatever reason. They're diving past these floors. They're not going to go fight these right. people over. They're just like, pew, pew. Got six of them on floor seven. Lingerie. Right. Like, I wonder that too. I was like, what is your need to shoot at these people yeah. now? Because you're zooming past them so fast. So they, they make it to the bottom. They meet the five evils who explain to them in not very explicit terms very vague terms that they are also prisoners at the prison the agents are they tried to do a very shutter islandy kind of ending with it where it's like you're actually locked up here and all this has just been something that we've let you see oh oh so that's why you're saying of the is this a vr or is this not yeah Oh. So they discover that, yeah, they both have committed some sort of atrocious crime, 
that they can't remember because their memories have been wiped out. Did you not get that at all? I did not get that at all. And you have just cleared up some of my It should It should make you feel a little better that the movie is still not very good, even when you know that. No, but that makes it like like a quarter of a percent better. (laughs) (laughs) They need all they can get, I suppose. Yes. That, that, okay. Well, because then I understand their comments a little better. They're like, you know, whatever, I guess we want you to see it. Then they talk about the whole technology is the new God speech thing. And then when the two agents leave, they're like talking about like, we get to make a new start. Yeah, we have to One go find out free who we from original are. sin. And like they said something about being free. And I was like, I remember now that they kept saying something earlier, the like white haired doctor and stuff about being free from original sin or whatnot. And Which, I didn't. What? <laughs> like, so I guess it was by taking out all the murder memories. Somehow they wouldn't be murderers anymore. But that doesn't make that much sense? Yeah, I don't think it's the memory of killing somebody that makes, that makes you a you murderer. A killer. Otherwise, nobody would kill their first person ever because they right. don't have a memory of killing somebody. I don't feel that's what does it. I feel like there's, and I don't feel that you could even narrow it down to one memory of saying this, yeah. you know. I mean, I guess that's why they're like, I don't remember any of my family. I don't remember any of this. I don't remember, you know, how yeah. I got here. I don't remember... Because they wiped all that memory. Okay. I did not get that at the end yeah. that they were. I was still like, wait, what? Yeah. So they, yeah, they find out that they're prisoners or were prisoners and they end up releasing this gas that they've been talking about the whole movie that is going to kill all the prisoners if they don't shut this gas off. They release the gas and it, Sieg, Kane Hodder's character, immediately bursts into flames when he comes into contact with this gas. Just <laughs> up like a Christmas tree. The agents are fine. It does the gas doesn't seem to affect them at all, which I, I don't like understand. They, I feel like they passed out or something. Yeah, but I, it's yeah, they're still breathing. Well, yeah, I think I feel like the five sins. Evils. evils, not sins, sorry. Maybe the five evils, like, protected them from it or whatever. Because then they kind of come to and they're just in the middle of this, like, room. Yeah. And they get up and walk out. I don't know. I have no idea what happened at the end of this. Like, I, I guess Sieg is dead, but so maybe he had the- his guts ripped out and he was fine. Like, maybe setting him on fire also doesn't kill him and he'll be back for the sequel to this blockbuster. Maybe... They were um, the reason that they were like leading them around and all this stuff was a final test of these two prisoners to see if they were ready to be released for the first time releasing prisoners. Okay. Because that was supposed to be their whole thing. I would have loved if they had said that. Baby, we have cracked. (laughs) Did we just write a much better ending to this movie? (laughs) I think they're the pilot project or whatever. Because I feel like people get rehabilitated. I think they had said that that's always been their like goal is to be able to fully rehabilitate. Except at the end, you find out that there's more death houses in other places and that their goal is to like make like slaves to technology question mark i think i don't know exactly what the end goal was but it's some sort of big reveal that there's more death houses and that they're like brainwashing all these prisoners to do something nefarious 
Okay, so I don't remember that either. Did I watch this movie? (laughs) It's one. Now, granted, it has been a few days since we actually watched it between that and recording this, but I am pretty confident that an hour after this movie, I had forgotten 75% of it. I just, none of it stuck in my head because so much of it was just like homework. Right. It was just an engineering class on a prison that doesn't exist. Right. But it does make more sense the idea that maybe, yeah, maybe they were supposed to be getting released. And because they were getting released, these five evils like either came to them in their VR thing or uh, or the, maybe they really were having to escape or something. But the prison like burns down for real, doesn't it? Or like is know. actually Does destroyed it? by the end? I don't, I don't remember. Know. T- <laughs> what is real? <laughs> One I of us should have been able know. to remember this movie. Well, it's just I don't know. I know you would really think that between the two of, I mean, I wrote notes, but also a lot of my notes are just going, "What? That's disgusting." (laughs) Don't want to forget that. Don't want to forget to include that when we talk about it. (laughs) Had to write that down. Why? Right there. (laughs) Three A's and three question marks. That is what you wrote in my Hogwarts notebook. (laughs) Okay, so here. The gas and the weird shooty thingies. Yeah, like the gas has like bullets in it, I guess. That yeah, I'd... shoot up people's noses. Okay, and... so maybe they were supposed to be getting out. And the okay, maybe the whole five evils thing saying you see all this because we want you to see all this. I thought that meant like we're protect like you haven't died yet because we want you to see the things that we're showing you now. I don't know. I think we're just disc- like adding a lot more meaning to this movie than was ever intended for there to be. It's because I I need there to be a meaning. We've dug beneath the surface, but it's this movie is all surface, and so we're trying to just build stuff underneath it, and it's there's nothing there. It makes sense of it. I'm sorry. Just seeing that scene again made me yawn. (laughs) I mean, it's also because I'm an old lady who likes to go to bed early, but that's also a boring, boring scene. All right, now it is time for our segment, Best and Worst, where we pour through all of the reviews of this movie that we could find online and read you the best things that people had to say about it and the worst things that people had to say about it. Um, so to start off, to give you an idea of what we're looking at, um, the Rotten Tomatoes score for this is 40%. Uh, the audience score was 42 On IMDb, it has a 3.0 out of 10. So uh, I think those are fairly accurate to uh, our feelings on the movie. I feel 40%'s a little high. <laughs> yeah. To be honest. Now, there were only I think 5 reviews. Okay, that makes more sense. 2 of them were good and 3 of them were bad. So, uh let's start with uh some of the good. Um, Michelle Swope from DreadCentral.com said that the only thing I find more impressive than how thought-provoking the storyline is are the special effects. Death House contains several Easter eggs and, combined with the powerful cast of genre villains and in-your-face practical effects, the film is designed for multiple viewings. I enjoyed it even more the second time around. I cannot... I'm not a doctor or anything, but I cannot recommend that anybody watch this movie more than one time. No. I I don't feel that would be good for you. You might take your own life. And maybe there were more Easter eggs in there than I noticed. Maybe we haven't watched enough classic horror films. I guess not, because, yeah, I recognized a lot of the people. 
I've w- but, watched most of what is on Netflix and Hulu yeah. <laughs> for classic horror films, but yeah, I don't. Aside from recognizing their faces, right? I don't know what Easter don't eggs? I don't know about. what other Easter eggs. Yeah, I couldn't find very many other glowing uh, professional reviews, so we dumped into Amazon a little bit. But Tim O'Donnell left this. Uh, wonderful wonderful review on amazon here's just a snippet of it because it was a long <laughs> um death house blurs the line between good and evil and exemplifies the power of the mind the human mind can and will conquer all advers. <laughs> i'm sorry conquer all adversities when properly applied man over machine mind over matter freedom over authoritarianism death house is the thinking man's newest bible of course, if you're just looking for violence, monsters, horror, queens and kings, and beautiful naked women, look no further. So maybe <laughs> we need to sit down with him and have him explain the philosophical. Apparently. Because apparently he got it. He got a lot of stuff. I kept looking for the get. philosophical message, but he got it somehow. Okay. Was ready for this movie, and it gave him everything that he could have possibly hoped for. All right. And now for our negative reviews which I feel are probably going to be a little more accurate. All right, Brian Orndoff from Blu-ray.com says, Death House is supposed to be an event movie, and perhaps it will be for horror hounds who demand very little from storytelling as long as highlights involving gore, nudity, and snarling genre legends are included. While it's trying to be intelligent and atmospheric, Death House often bites off more than it can chew. It's best appreciated for its stunt casting, not its actual filmmaking, which seems pretty accurate. Yeah. Definitely tries to be more intelligent than it is. Yeah, I think the main selling point they're trying to push is that it has all these different people in it and not so much it's a great movie. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. David Fontana from FilmInquiry.com says, Instead of being an atmospheric, slow-burning thriller... Director Harrison Smith instead presents a series of repetitious exchanges in which the two agents are repeatedly told the many different methods and reasons that the prisoners are being held in virtual stasis. From one scene to the next, various suited professionals throw sciency terms at them, attempting to explain the psychosis for criminals in the first place, how social media and technology are linked to crime, and more. Basically, before even allowing itself to build organically, the film pours exposition at the door and then expects the audience to follow along with what is now a predictably laid out predestined path. And they definitely nailed it on the exposition part. Yeah, that was one of my biggest like pet peeves with this movie is just that every so much exposition. 10 or 15 minutes they'd stop and explain this is what this thing is and then it wouldn't matter and they'd just go on to the next thing and this right. is what this thing it is and it also doesn't dump matter after exposition dump like yeah. one of the first things you're taught not to do in every writing course ever it's to just yeah stop <laughs> just, the story and tell people and, what's going on right right exactly exactly i right, feel like if you took said, out yeah. if you cut out all of the scenes where somebody is explaining to them how a mechanism works or how the prison is set up this movie would be about 27 minutes long right oh absolutely <laughs> if you just added up all the scenes where stuff's actually happening and nobody's being told something it well, would be a very short movie and i guess that's why i kept thinking surely this must have to have some kind of Dante reference or something like that if they're spending so much time on these different levels and like all these different... No, it did not seem to make sense at all. <laughs> they were not interested in telling any sort of deeper story besides this prison is evil and these people have to go do stuff to all the evil right. people within it. 
All right. Well, are you ready for some trivia? I was born ready. With Sadie's rabbit hole. <laughs> Is that the theme song we're sticking with? I think so. I like it. It's cute. It's catchy. All right. <laughs> I think that everyone would agree with me. Everyone. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> um, and if you don't, you can go to hell. <laughs> I don't want to hear from you. Okay. So it was the idea behind it um, was for it to be like the expendables of the horror genre that started it as like the concept of being, hey, let's bring together as many that this gunner. Um, oh, my God. Where did I write his name? The Gunner Hansen guy had said of that, like, we want to I want to get as many like big horror actors as possible of like the legends and stuff and bring them all into this one thing like they did with um, the Expendables. And then we get to make a whole bunch of the movies and yeah, all we're that gonna stuff. We're going to make six of these boys. We're gonna, Strap in. <laughs> we're going to be so rich. Just, like <laughs> We're going to have so much fuck you money that it's not even <laughs> funny. And so I already told you. So he so Gunnar Hansen wrote the original script and played Leatherface in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and as well as doing some other things but that was like his best known thing or biggest thing I I would say um and he had that little cameo in there as the image of the father of one of the inmates some of our other well-known horror icons there were a few listed um but I'm just giving some of the I think top ones was the Kane Hodder, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Hodder, um, who was Jason Voorhees. Bill, I'm going to, if I say these names wrong, don't laugh at me or roast me. <laughs> each, each one of these people will see you in court if you say <laughs> the name wrong. Bill Mosley. Okay. Uh, known for cult classics like House of a Thousand Corpses and Repo the Genetic Opera. D. Wallace from The Hills Have Eyes, Cujo Critters. And this is the 80s, like, okay. family thing I was remembering. Not a TV show. E.T. She was the mom in E.T. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Because I, I kept, the whole time, I was like, I remember her in some kind of motherly role. What is it? And so I finally, when I IMDb'd it, I was like, yes, now I oh, know. Oh, man. Yes. I mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah. E.T. is one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> and this is in competition for the worst. <laughs> So that's quite a spectrum that that woman has made over her career. Then there's Sid Haig, who actually died this past September. Yeah. So he passed away recently. Um, he was Captain Spaulding mm -hmm. in several Rob Zombie films. Yeah, he was one of the ones that I recognized right off the rip. Just yeah, I remember he's got you. A very yeah. unique face. Uh, when we saw, I think the preview, you were like, "Oh, it's got that guy." Yeah. yeah. Um, Tony Todd, aka the Candyman. He's also been in a lot of other things, but um, I really like Candyman. So, <laughs> and I'm excited for the new Jordan Peele one. Okay, and sorry, and Michael Berryman from The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. And that X Files and, episode where he played the right. Circus freak. Yes, yes, I love that X Files episode. <laughs> Um, and so they also had planned to do a prequel for this called Dawn of the Five Evils. So it was going to be, I guess, centered on the five evils. Really filling um, some of those holes. It is still listed as in pre-production on IMDb. But the article written about how they were planning to do this was 
2017. So I guess it's been in pre-production <laughs> since 2017 no when Death House came out. I'm telling you, I think that they really thought they had an Expendables thing here, that it was going to be as big as those movies managed to be. And so they were planning for like, we're going to do, you know, we're going to do a sequel. We're going to do a prequel. We're going to do all this stuff. And then no one watched this movie and it was awful. And they were like, well, I guess <laughs> Everyone this was, was going right nowhere. And that's all the trivia I have. I looked... I, you didn't I have Danny Trejo on your list of people Well, I thought that, that would be... Well, he was in it for like one second. Yeah, well, a lot he of was, these people were in it very Well, briefly. yeah, that's true. But I I don't know. But it's yes, Danny Trejo was also in it. I'm sorry! <laughs> Did you ever see that video of him saving somebody that got in like a traffic accident? Like their car flipped over and he just happened to be walking by? Oh my god, and, like, that's pulls amazing. Them out of the wreck. Can you even imagine getting in a car I would assume and being I was pulled hallucinating. from the wreckage? <laughs> it's fucking Danny Trejo. I would talk about like, when I got back to the hospital. I'd be like, oh my god, do you know the vision I had? It was so <laughs> weird. I thought Danny Trejo <laughs> Full chest rescued me. It was so so bizarre um well and robert um england the original like or like you freddy know Kruger. freddy i was gonna say I, I said the original is he the only freddy Krueger? have I they think, had others um, play him i think in, in the like, remake it was the the guy from watchmen, oh, watchmen it was you're yeah. right but yes the so the original freddy Krueger. he was originally going to do the movie and um or he had considered doing the movie except when they it took them too long basically to bring it about um and gunner hansen had already died and he's like no it's going to be crap without gunner i'm not going to do it and he was accurate he was not wrong i don't think it would have i don't know how much better it would have been with leatherface at the helm but who knows maybe he's really so was he supposed to direct it. it as well and then i think so okay i think he was writing it and he was supposed to direct it it was like his vision and everything well, his vision was not followed through upon, I don't think. <laughs> I would, Sorry, too. I would hope this was not the movie he was planning on making when he sat down at this, I'm sure, Right, I'm hoping he had a better vision for it, and it just got turned into crap along the way of, of other people messing with it. But who knows? Yeah. All right, so what is our rating unit this oh, week? Oh, yeah. So, um... As you may or may not know, every week we rate these movies on a scale of one to five somethings, and that something will change uh, with each movie, um, depending on, you know, how we feel about mm-hmm. that movie. So what what should our, our unit of measurement be this week? And five is the worst and one, I'm sorry, I kept wanting to say first, and that's not the right first thing. Is the worst. Yeah. Right, that's what I kept thinking. Ah, no. Yeah. So one is not is a, a not bad rating, and a five is the worst you can get. Right, exactly. Okay, so mm, I want to say like loose ends, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just one through five evils because there were five there, evils. Ooh, that's I like that. Let's do that. Let's okay. do five evils. All right. So what do you got? Oh God. Um, okay. It was really. We should, we should really start putting thought into bad. this before we sit We down. really should. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna say four evils. Four evils. Yeah. I'm also on board with four. Yeah. It's bad. It's it's, it's definitely horrifying for all the wrong reasons. I probably um, would have turned it off if we weren't watching it for the podcast. Right. Yeah. Your fives, I think, are reserved for you know. 
Sharknado level things yeah. that are still just super entertaining because they're so bad. Right. Uh, this, this is not to an entertaining bad level. A, it was just bad. It was a slog to get through. And the extra amounts of green screen terrible terrible green screen mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't help the and so hard to get through help. that that at the end of the movie people listening i walked out into the living room convinced i would find matt passed out asleep and because we don't watch it together so we don't talk about it but i was convinced i'd find you asleep and that you would have been asleep since like the first 15 yeah. 20 minutes in <laughs> you expect me to make it about five minutes and then... yes i was like i'm gonna i was like why am i even still taking notes i bet he's not watching it anymore there's no way he could stay up no, i'm I barely staying up for better or worse i stayed up and watched this whole giant well i'm proud of you babe of, i don't know i don't want to curse it too bad some people <laughs> some people got up very early in the morning and worked very hard on this and uh just that is true didn't didn't put the best uh the best material on the screen no no they didn't i'm sorry you know what i'll say it it was terrible (laughs) (laughs) do you have an alternate title for it oh god um i don't know uh dante's infernal (laughs) nightmare or something i don't know (laughs) i feel like it should be a play on like all the levels that they had to go through right it should also warn the viewer that they're getting into something that they can't escape from right. once they start it. Right. Um, the I don't have okay. I don't have an alternate title, but I have like a like a subtitle, like a tagline, like yes, like a tagline of it being like the movie made. To be shown as torture for other people. (laughs) So it's a movie about torturing prisoners and it can be used to torture others. Yeah, I think specifically this is outlined in the Geneva Conventions. (laughs) What you're not allowed to do to people. Waterboarding. Death house. (laughs) Those are the only two bugaboos they really have in the torturing world. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up all we have to say on Death House. Hopefully all anyone has to say about right. Death House ever again. Um, Next week, because we all enjoy, based on what has been trending on Netflix um, in their, their lists this week, we all enjoy torturing ourselves with... Um, uh, things about pandemics and yeah. the end of the world and the apocalypse and all that stuff. So uh, we're going to stick with that theme. Next week, we are going to be talking about and watching Cabin Fever Patient Zero. Patient not even the original Cabin Zero. Fever, not even the remake of Cabin <laughs> Fever. Cabin Fever Patient Zero. We wanted little to no chance of this movie being good. We did. We did. <laughs> I think the original Cabin Fever still has its defenders and some people. I mean, it's got Ryder Strong. Come on. <laughs> like. <laughs> Sean's in it. Although Sean Haston is in Cabin Fever Patient Zero, oh I will God. say. Boy, is he. He and is I, I, in it. <laughs> I love Sam Sam, but <laughs> breaks my heart in this one. Um, and where you can watch it, we usually try to stick to Netflix, but we had to reach out to Hulu for Cabin Zero, yeah. uh, um, Cabin Fever Patient Zero this week. So watch it and then join us next week to hear our thoughts on it. it. Yeah. <laughs> hear us rip into it. Uh, don't forget to look awful. us up 
on all your favorite platforms. Uh, we're on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere as, you can download a podcast. As well as on social media. We've yep. got a Twitter going somewhat. We've got Facebook page. <laughs> leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Tell us how much you love it, how much you hate it. Um, tell us how much you love it. Yeah. Let's be real. If tell us how much you love it. You hate it, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Don't come to us with that crap. <laughs> Unless you've got a better show out there that you want us to listen to. Don't, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. um, and we love you. We also would love to hear your comments on what you thought of the movies um, that we've watched. Death House, go to our previous episode, Girl on the Third Floor. Tell us yeah. what you think about that. If there's anything about those that you think we should have talked about that we didn't, be sure mm-hmm. to reach out and let us know. Or any movies you think we should talk about in the future yeah we've got a pretty solid list of what we want to cover in the future but we are always open to suggestions we would love to hear from you yeah so let us know uh what you think is a movie that would be so horrifying all right i think that's about does it for this week all right have a good week yeah.